Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Good evening, Shannon. How are you on this lovely, chilly Sunday? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's definitely good morning over here. It is Monday morning. <laughs> mm. It is my last day of the five days I took off for Thanksgiving. Yes, we are recording a little bit ahead because yeah. of us going into the holidays really soon. I'm literally in my last class for my bachelor's. Woo! So my life is going to be flipped upside down in about a week. <laughs> trying to finish yeah. that last bit. And then obviously Christmas. Goodness. It's yes. Fun. Are you and Sean doing anything for Christmas? Do you have anything planned? Uh, I mean, obviously you can't come back home because no. of COVID, but... Um, I think for Christmas this year, last year, okay, so we're just going to get into this. Okay. One of the fun things about Japan, they do these different, like, I guess semi-traditional things. One of the things you can do is, like, KFC for Christmas. That's a thing. Yeah. We did it last yeah. year. It was interesting. I didn't hate it, but we didn't love it for the price. Right. It was one of those things. It was enjoyable for, like, the we've done a checkmark moment. Like the novelty yes. of it. Yeah. And one thing we haven't done is a Christmas cake, oh. which is a really big thing here, uh, at least in Japan it is. So the last couple of years, I keep on saying like, oh, we got to do Christmas cake. Oh, we got to do Christmas cake. Remind what you. It's a Christmas cake? So like a Christmas cake can be anything like, I think the traditional is a yellow cake with strawberry. Remind you, fresh strawberry, which is expensive. Mm-hmm. And normally mm-hmm. like um, a really light buttercream frosting it's very simple very cute um this one we did finally order one this year from jimmy's which is a bakery which is actually where we got will's cake when you guys came out oh yeah Yeah, same place good cake yeah so the issue here is that you gotta order things a lot ahead of time Mm -hmm. and i yes i am a planner yes i'm organized but sometimes i lose track of time and i'll turn around i'm like how are we in december and i thought it was i thought it was halloween yesterday how did this happen and November goes by so fast, I swear. So I keep on, every single year, I keep on forgetting uh-huh. to do it, to order it and do it. Uh-huh. So I finally, this year, was proactive. I was like, we got to go to Jimmy's today, and we're going to make our order for the Christmas cake. We're going to get it this year, because if we skip it this year, we're not going to get next year, because we will physically be in another location, most likely another right. country of some extent, who knows where. Let's hope right. whoever is taking the dart for our life and throwing it at the board is sober and nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much like the biggest thing we're kind of doing for christmas like what's what's going on with you um as far as christmas yeah we're probably just gonna go to my in-laws um they actually just got a new puppy it's like an australian shepherd thing Ooh. which i'm like i don't know why you do something with that much energy but they are excited about it so i'm excited um, for you it's gonna be me and will and we're bringing murph i was gonna say yes and then it'll be my mother-in-law father-in-law and their dog and then their puppy which i believe they're naming stella i Um, cannot wait to see the story like the snaps you're gonna set me of murphy just playing with the puppy oh yeah he loves puppies um and then my sister-in-laws will be there as well and bringing their dog uh who is still a puppy i think she just turned one. Oh my god! So gonna it's be gonna a puppy be romping at time. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be two two-year-old dogs, a one-year-old dog, and, and baby. a baby. So yeah, oh but god. they um, we always go to Will's grandparents' house 
for the actual day itself and typically like me and his sister do a lot of the cooking with his mom directing nice of course and then yeah we all sit down but we are the only ones that bring murphy because murphy's not quite trained like everyone yeah. else's dogs are and my grandmother-in-law actually really loves murphy oh, <laughs> so we'll bring really him sweet. it'll be a good time oh. but yeah so let's talk about your hair though because your hair looks really good right now let's just throw this into some housekeeping okay so I just got my hair done yesterday, which was one of those things I wasn't expecting, but my amazing stylist shot me a message going, hey, I opened up my books for Sunday, which she never opens up her books on Sundays, and goes, "Uh, are you free? And I'm like, of course I will drop everything I'm doing to get my hair done. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was nice. I was able to go and get my hair done. Like, surprisingly, she shot me a message, and it's because she has some stuff going on, and, you know, she's like, hey, I'm actually able to get you in this Sunday. And I was like, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to say, okay, yep. how much do I owe you? Cool. I'll Let's just there. get it done. Yep. Here we but it's been nice because I've been going to the same person for since like last year. I've been going to the same mm-hmm. person. It's really hard to find someone who will work on short hair mm-hmm. and who will willingly work on like a pixie cut because that's what I was growing out last year was a pixie cut. Right. And a right. lot of people are petrified to touch a pixie out of the simple factor of well if you mess it up they're stuck with that for several months right exactly and not to mention it's like you're always adjusting a mullet (laughs) again and again and again when you're growing out a pixie yeah so it was nice because i had to i i end up like asking like i don't know like five or six different like stylists in the area that Mm -hmm. are known good hair stylists and i shot them all message like hey can you do a pixie like "Mm, no but try this person Mm, no try this person and then I happened to stumble across her after several other people like try her. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a good, good, good fit since, and she's really nice. She does great work. It's just yeah. my availability is trash. Right. Well, yeah, with your schedule for yeah. sure. I understand how trash your availability is because I also have to work around it. <laughs> and okay. fourteen hours difference. <laughs> hey, I'm willing to record at seven o'clock in the morning. I know. Thank you. I, I for think that. that's rather that's rather nice. I just mm-hmm. give up my sleeping in. It's fine. It's it's. And then there have been times that you know I record at what was it two a.m. or whatever the other. That was a that was a messy day. That was that was a messy day. That was yeah. That was a messy day. I know. I need to also get my haircut, but um, I don't know what's wrong with this region, but I cannot find a good hairstylist to save my life i have for any of you that haven't seen me i have i don't know like medium you have hair it's brown easy it's basic it's got a little wave uh you know there's not there's not a whole lot going on and mid-pandemic i decided i wanted to have pink hair because i wasn't in the office you know yeah and so my dream (laughs) yes um, so I went to like the most highly rated recommended salon there is and the chick that let's call her um let's Brittany. call her Sarah, okay. I guess. Jane. 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 Let's go and Jane. it's Jane's a military spouse. I'm like, awesome, I'm gonna support a military spouse and I'm gonna go to this place that's highly rated, da da and everyone kinda warns like, you know, it's a little bit expensive, but it's worth it. I'm like, you know what, okay. I'm in a place for my life where I can do a little bit more expensive as long as I'm getting, like, the best product, you know, available. So I went. It took, like, four hours. I asked for, like, a like a dark maroonish, pinkish ombre, mm-hmm. like a dark pink ombre kind of situation. 
And this was, you know, COVID time. So they wouldn't even hair, like, air dry you because they didn't want to move the air around. I listen, I don't understand what their thoughts were. I swear. So I go, I spent after tip $400, which does include bleaching and then dyeing. Okay. $400. I leave with my hair wet. I take it out the next day and it is faded orange. Yeah, I it remember looks that. like I had it done six months ago and I had never tried to keep it up ever again. And I cried. I literally cried. I was like, this is awful. So I called them and I'm like, this is messed up. Like, I need to, you need to fix this. Like, I spent a lot of money. You got to fix this. And then I get in there. They charge, they charge me 90 more dollars because, oh, the dye you want is called a pop color and that's more expensive. So we have to charge you the difference. Why didn't they charge I'm you like, the difference well, initially? Right. Why not get the color that I asked for Originally. initially? Yeah, you shouldn't have had yeah, to pay yeah. to fix that. I'm sorry. Maybe. No, I should not have. But I did. I didn't tip the second time. I wouldn't Because uh, I gave her a big tip because she spent a lot of time on it. And it was also like getting late. And she's a military spouse. Like, of course, I tipped her well the first time. I didn't know how terrible of a job she did. Which Because your um, hair was wet. You couldn't see it. Right. It was, And she like braided it too. Which I was kind of like. Why? Did you braid it so it could be wavy the next day? Or did you Probably. braid it to hide it? feel like she braided it to hide it i think she knew how bad it was and it was just getting late so she didn't want to fix it is honestly Mm -hmm. what i think happened well she should have known though like pinks and reds granted you're in the warm tones if you got orange yeah but your hair shouldn't have came out like a copper no and it was it was orange it was straight orange like faded orange it sounds like she she put the wrong color It does sound like she put the wrong color, or she didn't put enough, or she didn't leave it on long. I don't know. Or she put the wrong color. That's where my money's at. Yeah. And then I went in. Okay, so at that point, the second time, it was not what I asked for, but at least it was pink. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave. This is fine. I can make this work. So I just bought Overtone to keep putting pink in it, because I was like, I'm not coming back every three weeks to this place. I'm not going to spend $400 every three weeks. So I started using Overtone, and I will never forget the day that I was there that I got the most compliments. I came in to get it touched up or whatever, but I was using Overtone, and I was like, I don't want you to touch the color. The color looks great. I just need a trim. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And like seven stylists came by. They're like, oh, my God, I love your color. She did such a good job. And I was like, it's me. That's me and my $40 tub of color tone. Thank you. Ouch. Yeah, uh, I tried one more time with them yeah. because I am like benefit of the doubt after benefit of the doubt. I it's tried one more time. Person. I made an appointment uh, and then I just canceled the appointment the day before because <laughs> I was like, no. And then and then that was very high pitched. That's going to not edit well. Um, <laughs> you know, break your so nose later. I was like, OK, I'm over it when it was time to fix my hair from pink to we're going back in the office so i put it back to brown uh the second most rated hair salon with the second highly rated stylist i could like find via like the spouses group and stuff and i had personal recommendations to her i went and she dyed my hair essentially black which i'm like okay i understand you have to cover the pink so yeah whatever it was very dark and then later when was it this summer I think Zoe was here. So July, I went back to her and I was like, hey, can you add like some 
some tones. Yeah, I need some, some I need dimension. a little I can't just have black hair. It looks weird. Like I need some dimension here. And I showed her a picture. She's like, yeah, no problem. And then she gave me a bunch. She just bleached my hair. Like a bunch of really thin pieces of hair all over my head. And then a huge chunk at the very front, like the very top of my forehead. She bleached all of that. And then she she didn't put toner in it. She didn't put a color in it. She just let, like was like, okay, you're you're all set. And I didn't even say anything. I just like, I, I tipped her. And I laughed, and I was like, well, never going back here ever again. See, and then you're, you're a way better uh, person this than was, I am. And this was right before a wedding yep. and a job interview. And I was like, I look ridiculous. Like, I look stupid. I look like I did this myself. Like, I could have done this myself. I honestly could have bleached my head as good as this. Um, and then I ended up going to Fort Wayne, Indiana, like, two weeks later, and somebody's girl fixed it there. Um, and I've just been trying to, like keep it up since anyways that was like 10 minutes i'm sorry you guys but no it's not it, you don't be if anybody it. knows a good hairstylist in the midwest let me know because i am in the market i just that makes Ugh. me really sad like i definitely think you're a way better person than i am because like i have no problem flat out saying like this is not what i asked for mm-hmm. i have to put this out here every single time you tell me you're gonna get your hair done i get anxiety for you now I have anxiety too. And like I need to get it trimmed now. Like I need to do it, but I, I don't want to. I don't trust anybody. You buzz it all. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I will leave a picture. I will put up a picture. Wait for you. I'll give you a picture to put with the post. Fantastic. For this. So people can see how bad it was. I can't wait. And everyone else can enjoy it. Okay. Ugh. Anyways. All right. So um I guess we will um <laughs> Is there any other housekeeping you have, Perry? Um, okay, foster cats, my, one of my old foster cats is back in my house now. I have Hallie because her mom is on vacation right now or will be on vacation. So I have a blind gremlin um, destroying my life slowly with chaos. And I sent a message to the rescue saying I can take more foster kittens or young cats. So none as of right now, but probably will soon. Okay, and I look forward to your updates. Yes, 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 for sure. What about you? Any housekeeping? Well, not really too much. I guess we'll uh, shift gears into the NMR. It's somewhat related this week. And I figured it would be something that would be perfect for the topic we're going to be going on today. So the NMR this week is just Christmas traditions. It could literally be something that your family does, something that you do. It could be really whatever you want to do. Like, what's your Christmas tradition that you carry, Perry? So one year, it was probably... 2003 if i had to guess that's probably about 10 my dad bought my brother and maybe myself but probably just my brother and i stole some the lord of the rings playing cards it's like magic cards but they're lord of the rings themed okay. okay so he and my brother and myself all like learned to play the game and we stayed up till you know midnight which when you're 10 that's pretty is late. basically 4 a.m yeah yeah so we stayed up super late and we learned how to play lord of the rings and for the few years after that we was always lord of the rings but then kind of as we lost interest in that it ended up just being like any board game yeah so my my family's tradition growing up was always we would just play board games on christmas eve very late and that was really nice. I like that. That's kind so. of really cute and fun. Yeah, good memories. What about you? I'd probably say one of the traditions that I absolutely love that I semi-carry, but I do want to continue once we do decide to partake maybe in having a child. Who knows? We'll, we'll see where the following years bring us. 
my mom every single year would give us a new ornament. Or I should say, Santa every year gave yeah, us a new yeah. ornament. <laughs> and my mom still does this every single year with my brother for sure. So that like my brother's um, tree at the group home has all of these unique ornaments that aren't like the 50 pack you buy from Walmart. And she even does it mm. for the boys that are in the group home as well. Because a lot of them don't have family Aww. that brings them gifts. Or if they do, it's That's like really one nice. or two like, you know, little things. So my mom always gives them something and always a new ornament to put on the tree every year. I love that. I know. Isn't that like really cute? Like, you know, heartwarming yeah. stuff. It's really good. Yes. Yeah. My grandmother always goes ornaments. So I have a bunch. But then my mom like gave me all of my Christmas ornaments from my grandmother like growing up. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, what? But- but these belong on your tree. Like, I feel weird having them on yeah, my tree. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that my mom gave me when I moved out. I'm like, I feel weird having these. Like, a lot of them are, like, the really dumb crafts I did as kids. And I'm like, hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm like, what do I do with this, mom? And she's like, oh, yeah, you put it up in your house. I'm like, it's a child who did a, took pasta and put it on paper. Where do I mm-hmm. stick this in my house? In my Wait, art this gallery? doesn't match my aesthetic. No, it does not match my aesthetic. Not at all. But, you know, thanks, Mom. Yeah. So I guess we're going to – this is kind of something that, like, I know I've been really eager to talk about. I know Perry has been really eager to talk about. Something Mm -hmm. that we did, obviously, when we were in Germany was these phenomenal things in December called Christmas markets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, Perry, but I miss them a lot. I miss them so much. And there is a – a rip-off Christmas market here in the town that I live in, but it is not the same. Like, they mm. try. They do try. They try to be authentic, but it is just not the same. And they are wonderful, and they immediately became a tradition while we were in Germany. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely one of the things I think back and I miss. And I put up my um, decorations, I think, like, on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just had little decorations and stuff that I got there and it made yeah. me think of it. I was like, oh, I missed this. But, Shane, you want to talk about uh, exactly what they are and okay. how they started? So, what is a Christmas market? Because I know some people kind of mm-hmm. are like, what are they? Like, what, what's, you know, what's the, almost like what's the point of them? So, mm-hmm. these are markets that are held a few weeks before Christmas. Normally starts the weekend of Thanksgiving, or if not, the, fu- the first week of December. It's the start of mm-hmm. the Advent. So, I'm guessing the Advent calendar, what we know it as? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a street market vendor mixed with foods, toys, and other goods, which when I say goods, they're normally homemade like candles, ornaments, wooden mm-hmm. toys. It's really cool, crafty stuff. And I will probably put this out there because it, it was something that kind of crossed my mind. I was writing this up. When you think of like craft fairs in the States, you think of mm-hmm. a mixture of homemade and then also even some small, like, scratch that, some other companies that like to claim small mark, small business when they're not. And I'm talking right. about different MLMs. I will happily yes. say, out of all the Christmas markets we went to over like the three to four years, you didn't see any of them there. It is strictly mon paws. Mm-hmm. And they're probably their kids that they've been doing this with them since they were small children. Right. Vendors. Right. And it's really yeah. heartwarming. It's all just really cool stuff. Like this is where you can find a lot of those traditional goods that, I hate to say this, that are normally sold everywhere else around the world for an arm and a leg. Like, the traditional right. nutcrackers. You can the buy them there for pretty cheap. 
Or those little, oh crap, I don't remember what they're called. They're like these little nativity scenes usually. Mm-hmm. And they have candles on the bottom, yep. which the heat from the candles rises and it spins. And it spins the fan on top. turbine. Yeah. The fan on top. And then they'll actually turn the Christmas market like a, almost like yep. a music box where it'll spin around because of the heat from the candles. Yeah. I don't remember what they're called. But my dad had one growing up and I remember thinking, oh, it's so cool. And then seeing them, you know, made at the Christmas markets and sold there. Yeah. It was really cool yeah it's really heartwarming it's really it's a really magical time these markets originally started in germany it's perry put as a side note well technically vienna austria but um but like back then when they started germany didn't look like it used like it looks now so it's kind of one of those things it started in vienna but it was probably all prussia back then maybe i don't really know when all that happened but just to say like nowadays it's austria but like back then it was still germany yeah it's that's all the lines were really (laughs) really different back then one thing that's really unique now even though it is more of like a german european thing it's found Mm -hmm. all over the world now when Mm -hmm. i was actually doing research for this was i when i was trying to find information about like the german christmas markets because that's what we're talking about today i was getting a lot of pop-ups for like best japan christmas markets and i'm like what okay cool like i'll have to check (laughs) those out sometime but like they're held in japan like i said europe so all over europe's like france luxembourg all of them have their own christmas markets as well and a lot of these all take place in major cities and like perry even mentioned they have them even stateside in a lot of different major cities and even some of the small little towns so Mm -hmm. it's definitely something like no matter where you are, you might be able to find one fairly close. I can't obviously guarantee because I don't, I don't know where you live. But right. it doesn't hurt to Google it because you might actually find something fairly close. And it might be worth it. Just the food alone. Yeah, there's actually one in Chicago. There's a really big German Christmas market that people will travel specifically to Chicago for. Um, and then there's out. also another one um, in New York City. But I don't think it's as big as the one in Chicago is. So... If anybody wants to visit and is in the U.S. and you get to Chicago, do it. But also, please be careful of COVID. Be safe. Yep. I guess another interesting thing is, um, I guess, Perry, do you want to talk about the very first Christmas, the very first Christmas markets? Yeah. So the very first Christmas markets, while they can trace it back as early as the 1200s in Vienna, Austria, that was more of a winter market or a winter market. So winter market. Uh, but it does show that in 1310, that's where it really got popular in Munich. And then 1384 in Brotzen. I hope I said that right. I said it with a lot of confidence. And then that's in 19, 1393, it took place in Frankfurt. So, and that, uh, that's according to 5minutehistory.com. But again, these were still more like uh, winter markets or wintermarkte. Like it was more food and just like kind of the little towns coming together yeah Yeah. and then it was dresden's streiselmarkt that was first held in 1434 and that's considered like the first true christmas market this one was more built up with like goods to sell and things like that so it's less of just like a town gathering and more of a vendor situation so this is a very very old tradition and it's now to the point where i would say 90% of towns where we lived in germany had their own christmas market they had you know? something it, 
yeah, it wasn't as big, you know, in the big cities, it was huge. And then, you know, your smaller cities, you might have one or two weekends that they have a smaller Christmas market. Um, But they were all great. And I loved seeing all of them. So um, the biggest things that I definitely want to talk about is the food, (laughs) the goods, (laughs) which we and the drinks, which we have hinted at over several other episodes. Shannon, take it away. Let's talk about the food. There's so much to cover, but. We'll just talk about what stood out to us. Okay, so I only picked a handful of things. I did not cover mm-hmm. every single little delicious, yummy thing that you will locate at a Christmas market. Remind you, right. it will also vary from market to market. Like Perry right. pointed out, different countries have them as well. So like might have different food or if not, will possibly have the same food, but under a different name because of obviously language differences. So be mindful right. of that. You can kind of smell the difference between different things. You can also use your True. eyes because they... Use True. it as a marketing tool because you'll see right. some of these items literally be cooked right in front of you. You're just like, I want that one oh, yeah. right there. And they're like, those... yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And they yeah. get you what you want. <laughs> they got those big, you know, they're circular, uh, like grates that are cooked yes. over a fire. And then they have all their There's stuff. There's a lot like of fire involved. It. There's a lot. There's a lot of fire. Remember the one blacksmith? There was like an entire yes. blacksmith trailer in the middle. Yes. Anyways. And he was doing his getting, thing. Getting and he was up. living his best life. So here's some of the like, here's just some of the things that stood out to us. Obviously, your classic bratwurst on a brochin, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about brochins before, I'm pretty sure, which are just delicious little rolls. Um, I know I've been looked at really weird because I've talked about brochins with much intense and passion. Even at work, I've gotten weird looks like you're a little excited over a roll, dude. I'm like, you you weren't there. (laughs) You you need you need to have it and then you'll understand. Yes. So like, where the love is coming from. A, a bratwurst, which most people already know what it is because you can find them in the States. It's just a simple yeah. German sausage, normally on a roll. And mm-hmm. what you'll normally find are like ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise self-serve stands pretty close. If not, there's sometimes a hanging, I don't know, I guess a hanging thing that has like your dressings, lack of better words. So like yeah. your ketchup and mustard. And you just literally grab it and you just like spray it down on your bratwurst. Yeah. And also, of course, most places will also have like a curry sauce option. Oh my god, yes. I totally forgot it. about the curry worse. I never forget about the curry worse. Perry, you just brought back a <laughs> whole lot of memories that I'm glad I ate before this because my mouth would be watering horribly. I know, right? Mm. I haven't, and Will's cooking meatballs, so I'm excited for that. So exciting. <laughs> so, another thing that's really interesting is the flamelette. Flamlux? Flamlux? Yeah. I can't pronounce anything. (laughs) It's Um, fine. Which is a salmon that is cooked between two Mm. wooden boards that are only seasoned normally with salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of lemon over fire. Mm -hmm. Like we've already talked about, a lot of things are cooked over open fires and coals. I don't think I've ever had that because I'm a little iffy on salmon, but it always smells phenomenal. What do you think of it, Perry? And it is good. It is good. But it's not as good as kartoffel puffer slash ribakuchen, okay? Which is my favorite. favorite thing. Which is, In the whole I mean, wide world. How many times? How many times have we gone to a Christmas market and I'm like, I need to find a potato pancake? How many times? Well, that's normally you, you say every well, time. I would say you beeline <laughs> for that. Yeah, and the wine. That's normally your beeline. And the glue vine. We'll get to the. We'll get to that. I know we. But. Will. So the Rivokuchen or the Kartoffel Puffer is a potato fritter. It's, I call it potato pancakes. Yeah, um, pancake. They're, I don't know, the size of your hand, Yeah, like a, it's like a little bigger. It's normally like, bigger than the palm of your hand, but never really succeeds yeah. the size of your hand. 
Right. Maybe like a large man's palm of his hand. Probably. Um, and it's this little, it's just like a fried potato pancake. It's potatoes and some kind of binding ingredient and I don't know. Probably flour, things. egg, really basic flour stuff egg. like salt, pepper. Yeah. They deep fry that mm. and then they serve it to you with applesauce. Yep. And you just cut it up with a fork or you can just pick it up and eat it and dip it in your applesauce. And it sounds really underwhelming, but let me tell you what is life-changing. I usually get one on my way in and sometimes I get one on my way out. If um, not some, some in between. So and they're like what three euro fifty seven maybe they're normally really cheap yeah they're they're super cheap oh it's so good but yeah there's some okay. other really interesting treats which is something like I have seen like you see it almost every market which is almost like a gingerbread cookie that are normally oh, large the yeah those mm-hmm. are normally like I feel like every time I've always seen them you can find your normal standard sizes but I always feel like you see these massive ones that are like the size of a plate. And aren't those the ones that they'll, depending on where you are, sometimes they'll dress them up yep. to kind of, it'll either have like the town name yeah. or they'll have like a specific design or something. Um, so they're pretty good. There's also the Trendelnik slash Baumstreisel, which is the chimney cakes. And oh, I know you loved the chimney cakes. Let's talk about the chimney cakes. I love them. Oh my goodness. They are basically like a um, donut. Like Donut Bundle dough, cake yeah, very similar. It's like a, it's like a very sweet dough that is cut in a strip and it's wrapped around a cone. Mm-hmm. And normally they roll it into like sugar before they put it mm-hmm. over. Mind you, yet again, over open coal. Yes, and they just rotate it and cook it. And normally the sugar that's placed on the outside caramelizes while it's cooking because we know what happens when sugar heats up; it caramelizes right. and it's delicious. And it is one of those treats that. I feel like I can normally smell as you oh, walk yeah. into the market because you can smell the sugar and you're just like, where are yeah. you? I'm looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking into like a fair and you can smell the funnel cake or yes. something like that. It's very potent and it is very good. I've actually sure. seen them. You can see very similar stuff around the world. I actually got one, I think, down in Naha, which was um, oh. one of the places I took you when you came. Mm-hmm. And one thing that didn't make the list, but I think uh, we should still talk about because we talk about it a lot, is window meat. Oh my gosh! I, I'm <laughs> because... sorry, Tara. I don't mean to dishonor you and your love for window. No, meat. it's fine. It's not just like Christmas market specific, but you it's can everywhere. usually either get like an entire leg of something, yes, like a turkey leg or a pig leg, or I don't know. You can a get leg. a whole leg, a leg, uh, yeah. Or they'll usually do like a kebab on a stick situation, mm-hmm. oh. which I never know what it is, but it's I normally enjoy some it. form of like pig pork, yeah. So yeah, that's always good too. So don't don't skimp on the with a window meat is my best advice. I feel like the best advice is just go hungry and just. If something looks good, get it. Also, something I did not add to the list, because now this is bringing back all the memories, is you can normally always find a crepe vendor. Oh, the banana Nutella crepes, man. See, you you like the banana banana Nutella. I like the cherries Uh or Kushner and and the Nutella, which was a pretty rare one to find. But when it was, it was just mm. divine. It was very lovely, okay. and my mouth is watering, and I'm sad because <laughs> I can't. For me, get it. crepes is one of those things where like you've already eaten, yes. so you're not hungry anymore, but like you still want something else, you and I can always fit a crepe in. Oh yeah, yeah, like that's that's fine. That doesn't count as like real food. No. Like that goes into its own separate stomach. I have a crepe stomach. 
Yeah. They're so good. So good. So another (sighs) thing that's really, like, obviously it isn't just food there, which I know is a very big staple and one of the main reasons why we all go to these things is the delicious Mm -hmm. food, is there's also really, really awesome goods, vendors, and all that good stuff. And like I already mentioned, all these, all if not most, are all homemade and normally put on display. And sometimes you'll even see them, like, making it in the back. Oh, yeah. We just talked about there was literally that one time where we saw the blacksmith making stuff. Yeah. And then all of his good, well, not all of his, but, you know, a lot of his goods and things were out there for sale. That was and really like, cool. And, like, you can find, like, handles. You can find toys. You can find wooden toys, which are, mm-hmm. like, a little bit more traditional. Like, we are talking, like, nutcrackers. Like, a lot of different traditional fun things to find. You can always find ornaments as well. I still have my wooden ornaments that I got. I can't remember. I think it was... I can't remember which market it was, but we found it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I found my star sign and my husband's star sign. So like I grabbed them and bought them. And I think they were like two euro a piece or something. They were really cheap. And I remember they were so tiny. They were so cute. And I loved them. Mm-hmm. And I have them somewhere in one yeah. of my buckets of Christmas stuff. <laughs> you haven't gotten those all out yet? We could talk about this really quick. We could sidebar okay. this. So remember okay. how I was very ranty about how I do not like Christmas stuff before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and I was very, very mad about that? Like, yes. that's something that hurts my soul? Yes. My husband said to me, I think the weekend after Halloween, mind you, Halloween's corpse was not cold yet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I think this weekend, I'm going to put up the Christmas stuff while you're at work. Oh. And I just looked at him, and I'm like, you wouldn't. You won't do that to me. And he's like, I think I'm going to do that this weekend. So I came home that night from work to a Christmas wonderland in my house. A brand new tree, by the way. He bought a new tree <laughs> for us because our other one was much smaller and um, was draggable by my calico, my tricolor psycho. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, she liked to drag that across the house a few times. And like the worst mm-hmm. thing is it was purple and blue glitter themed ish. Uh-huh. And so every time she dragged across the house, it looked like we had a uh, stripper in the house. Yep. Yeah naturally and you know once you get glitter in the house you can't get rid of it It takes weeks to get rid of it so yeah it was kind of sweet that my husband bought a new tree which is a little bit bigger and probably weighs too much for winry to attempt to drag which i'm gonna knock on wood you can hear it that she hopefully does not decide to take down this tree because it's a lot bigger and it might hurt her (laughs) but if there's a will there's a way with her that's the issue but um yeah my side tangent my husband decided to spitefully put up christmas stuff but yeah, I guess um, we'll uh, pull this back. Like we're okay, saying, come you, back. Know, <laughs> you know, the common the common things you can find are, you know, like your ornaments and all the good stuff, which is really nice because you have those things. You can look back on them. Yeah. There's also like home decor, too. Mm-hmm. There's like all those popcorns and stuff. Remember the popcorn? I feel like there's always a lot of popcorn there. But they would have special like candies and stuff, yeah. too. There'd usually be like a candy vendor, a tea vendor. Yeah. Artists would come with yep. their artwork Canvases, and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different so vendors. Cool. I don't know. It's always worth yeah. it to me. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about things to do there because it's more than just food and drinks. There's also sometimes like depending on which city it is, there's different events sometimes they have like advent shows where there's like people that come on and put a performance there can be live bands there a lot of there some of them have ice rinks some of them have very cool uh in-depth ice rinks and there's little like challenges and stuff so you can like sign up and there's like little competitions and things if it's very big they'll do trolley rides or Mm -hmm. little like 
like sleigh ride, like horse carriage yeah. rides and things like that. And then there was one in particular we went to. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember they had a whole like Christmas Krampus storyboard. Yeah. Too. So sometimes they'll have little either like nativity scenes that you can go and check out or like Krampus, which we're not going to get too much into right now because I know we want to actually talk about it in depth later. Just know it's kind of like the anti clause. <laughs> I'm so excited. Because it's Germany and they're horrifying. <laughs> I feel oh. like that's like Germany in a nutshell, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody hold tight. I plan on filling your nightmares with Krampus stories later. Fabulous. You're all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the last thing we wanted to touch on about this is the drinks, because there is something for everybody there. Yes. But probably the most prominent drink that we can think of is the Glühwein. Glühwein. And the Glühwein is a hot spiced wine. If anybody's had mulled apple cider before, it's kind of like that situation. Except instead of cider, it's wine. It's typically red, but some vendors will do a white wine or some will do a rosé, which I think I've maybe seen once in my entire life. That's pretty rare. And those are normally like the big, big markets when you'll see the mixture of white mm-hmm. and red, and then sometimes rosé. But that's a really, really big rarity. I've only seen it one market in particular, which is the um, market in Cologne. I've seen yeah, rosé. Yeah, well, that was huge. So. Well, that's mm-hmm. technically five, which we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get in there. We'll get in there, yeah. So the other one is the Eierpunsch, which is a hot egg. Is that what it's called? It's like a hot, hot egg. It's like when I looked it up, because I've had it before, it's, I would almost I say two. like a hot egg nog. Okay, I it got was you. really good. Like I, the only thing is though, it is thick and it is heavy, mm. so it's one of those things. Like if you're planning on partaking in that, it might put you to sleep because it's very warm and cozy drink. Yeah, well, like unlike Luvine, I find is a lot lighter and you can have several glasses before it kind of kicks you in the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one Luvine, like you're fine. You're not gonna get drunk off of a Luvine. For the kids or for the anyone Kinder that doesn't punch. drink alcohol, they have Kinder Punch, which I don't really – it's hot juice, Yeah, I think. it's, ba- I it's basically really like hot grape juice so that they feel they're part of the yeah. conversation. That's normal. And, like, you can yeah. even find that even, like, at the German markets, they sell, like, Kinder Punch all the time. And you'll see yeah. it almost like a wine-type bottle. And it's, yeah. it's literally just, like, how we have it in the States, which is, like, that, like, apple cider stuff. Yeah. The yeah, sparkling, sparkling apple wine. cider. There we go. Yeah, sparkling apple cider. It's the same cider. thing for children. Yeah. And then there's high chocolate. Oh, I was going to say, yes. The hot chocolate mm-hmm. was one of my favorites to get if I was wined yeah. out, which is really rough. But if you decided to do like one of the big customers' markets for the whole day, by a certain point, the wine is just like, you're like, I want something else to break this up. So you can get hot chocolate, which obviously, if you want a non alcoholic hot chocolate, you most definitely can have. But they normally offer on the side, you can get a shot of like mm-hmm. Bailey's or Amarato mm-hmm. in it. And I will mm-hmm. not say that um, that was done up quite a few times. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm glue vined out. I think I'm going to get a hot chocolate with Amarato in it. And I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. They always had good stuff. And I mean, there would be. Maybe one or two stalls that sell it in the smaller markets, but then the bigger markets, I mean, there was, like, one on every corner. It was, like, Dunkin' Donuts in New England. Like, you could get it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's so. it's really common. It's one of the big staples. Here's a really big pro tip that is something that I really want to hammer home. When you get these, like, hot beverages, you normally get them in a mug. And they yeah. normally state 
the town you're in, and normally the year. Sometimes they reuse mm-hmm. old mugs, but generally speaking, you'll find the year that it is. So if you want 2019, right. 2020, so on and so on. You can actually keep these mugs. You don't have to bring them back for the fonts, which, by the way, that's basically a deposit. Yes. You could choose to keep them, which I tend to keep them. I would keep a majority of them because if I did yeah. not keep them for myself, here's another good pro trip for all you, all your military spouses out there. You could use them as Christmas gifts. And I did that a few times where I would literally put them in a care package for my mm-hmm. family. Obviously, I'd clean them. Yeah. I wouldn't leave, like, wine residue <laughs> in there. <laughs> But I would literally clean them really nice, pack them up really nice, and I'd send them to my family and be like, here you go. Here's an authentic Christmas market mug, which I have seen a few here and they sell for like they sell for quite a few bucks. So, Shannon, I know we both went to, I don't know, at least a dozen, at least. Which were your favorite that you visited? So I definitely feel like we're probably going to say the same with Cologne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cologne was great. Um, tell, tell tell the people why Cologne is okay. great. So one great thing about Cologne is that it is a massive, beautiful city with rich of history and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It has five different market mm-hmm. Christmas markets in it, and each one has mm-hmm. a different theme to it. So there was like one right. that's like the gnome version, and it was like little gnome Ugh. themed, and it was adorable. No, it was, well, it was elves. It was I think that's what they called it. it. Was elves, but. Imagine mm. little garden gnomes. Yeah. It basically was. And they gnomes. remember they had little like chairlifts. Yes. And they would have little those like little statues of gnomes on chairlifts and they would move. They would yeah. like rotate like on a clothesline up above you in the sky. Yeah. It was so cute. It was it's very detail oriented. It isn't just like a bunch of like random like hut set up. It's a whole yeah. theme. There was one that's like strictly I think it's like the New Year's one. It's the one that's like mm-hmm. all lights and it's all bright white lights and Oh, it, it's the, angels. Okay, there we go. The angel one. Angels and stars. Yes. Yeah. There was just lights lighting up. It was so bright. And then they had so the big glass ornament in place. Yep. Remember the big glass yes. one? Where you walk in and you're like, don't breathe. Don't, don't move. move. <laughs> yeah. Be sober going through there because if you're drunk, you're real worried about breaking everything. You break it, you buy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the best part about this is that there's literally tr- a train, a trolley train that you pay for. You obviously have to pay up front for it. And you can yeah. take that to go to each individual market because it's around the whole city. And mind you, this is not a small little city. Yeah. It's a big major no, it's city. it's huge. Yes. Yeah, huge. And like each trolley was like probably like five, ten minutes drive. Maybe oh, longer. Yeah. It was worth the ride. Oh, yeah. Because there was like remember. one that's Some over on the water. Longer. It was like the mm-hmm. sea the sea one, which I oh, think yeah. that's like, I remember that one always being really, really cool because that had the um, chocolate factory. It did. Yep. And you'd be able to do the tour through the chocolate factory after you're done doing the market. And then you literally just hop mm-hmm. on the next train and then you go. Yeah. There is one hidden market in Cologne that is not from the basic five. And it's very close oh, to yes. the um to the elf one or the gnome one. Yes. And it's the LGBTQ market. Like yes. Christmas market. That one is normally hidden off to the side. It's really cool because like every year I went looking for it and I can never find it because no one ever gave me good directions. <laughs> <laughs> and I went with a couple friends of mine who's gone to it before and they showed me where it was. I'm like, well, I feel stupid because I think I've walked by the entrance of this five different times. I just never noticed it. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. And that is where I got the rosé. Was there. Okay. Which I makes you. sense. I got the rosé right. there. Um, they have this. I don't know if I want to say it. So Perry might cut it later. They have, they in previous years, I should say had um a penis pancake on a stick that you can have 
They had, we'll call them phallic pancakes. Yeah, phallic that? pancakes phallic that you can pancakes. purchase and enjoy for your pleasure. <laughs> um, and it was funny because the year I went with my friends, she was sincerely upset that they did not have these phallic pancakes because she wanted to show me because they were supposedly massive. Oh my God. Um, another thing Amazing. I got at that same market was they had a coconut drink. Okay. A hot, like almost like a hot cider, but instead of it, it was like more like a pina colada style with Malibu obviously warm. Oh, like a hot pina colada. It sounds really weird, but it was it was like almost like a pineapple juice drink. It was very very good. I, I mind you, this has been several years. I still have my pineapple yeah. somewhere in my stuff that I own. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorites because of the memories that I have from that place, and I know mm-hmm. we went every single year. Mm-hmm. And I think the last year I went was with my friends that knew where all these little hidden gems were because they've been here for right. years as well. Um, the other one that I absolutely love that holds a very, very special place in my icy cold heart is is uh, Kokum. Yeah, Kokum's was good. It was, it's on the water. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. You can look up and see the castle. It, I don't know. I It wasn't, it's not one of the big ones. It's one of the tiny ones you can kind of walk through fairly quick. But yeah. I don't know. I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed like going down there early, seeing all the things, and then normally getting like pizza with my like with my husband yeah. or you or friends and just BSing. And I don't know. It was always really yeah. fun. What about you, Perry? I know you have some favorites. Uh, Cologne for sure. I think takes the cake. But and now and now I can't remember which town it is. I'm pretty sure it's Burn Castle. With the advent calendar yes, yes. building. Yes. And the building itself had these windows, like windows, I put quote unquote, and the, each day they would open up a new window mm-hmm. and the thing would be behind it. Yeah, whatever it was um, for the advent calendar that day. Yeah, so I thought that was super cool. It was definitely a smaller one, but they had all the staples, you know, they had the glue vine, they had the advent thing. They had a lot of vendors just, there. Yeah, but they're all kind of hidden because the way the layout of the village is. Yeah, you kind of have to walk a little bit to see. You got to walk through the entire village to see every little vendor, but which that is was hard. also kind of cool. Oh, that was the fun part to cause... see. Cause, yeah, like it was kind of cool because you're like, oh, what's down here? What's yeah. down here? And it was close. I mean, it was not far from my house at all. It was Coco no. close, and then Coco was actually me. fun oh. fact, Perry. Yes, that was the market, the Christmas market that my landlords took us to. Oh, nice. Yeah, because oh, they awesome. were like. Because I know I've said this in the past, our landlords were absolute phenomenal people to us. They they basically like took us in, like, oh, you guys yeah, are young. Did. Let's show you real Germany. And like yeah. that was the Christmas market they took us to. And they were so proud to show us. They were like, This yeah. is a Christmas market. This is our favorite Christmas market. We want to share this experience with you. And like I still get teary eye thinking about how kind they were to us. Yeah. They were they didn't have to be that nice and they did. They were. Oh. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, I just want to add that fun. No, fact you're in there. fine. No, you're fine. That's it. That's another one. Another one of my favorites. Okay, I we went. All so the time. Perry, so. yes. Obviously, me and you've been going, went to Christmas markets for many, many years. I know you have yeah. some really fun stories. Want to share one? Probably my first, <laughs> my first story about Christmas markets was my first introduction to them. I didn't know they were a thing yet. We had been in Germany for like two, three months. We got there September. So Mm -hmm. this was November. Um, Me and Marvin. Hello, Marvin. We went on a, what is it called? Like the outdoor rec Mm -hmm. trip that you just pay outdoor rec and they take care of transportation and lodging and everything. Um, To Austria. Don't remember the name of town now. I think it'd be with a K. 
And so we get there, and this was for Thanksgiving. It was a Thanksgiving trip. I was like, bye, Will. I love you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I, he probably went to your house he, if I had he, to guess. I'm pretty sure he slept he, on our couch, and, and I made him dinner. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> and so I went, and and we went to the hotel. We got settled in, and then we were like, okay, well, you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, we leave 7 a.m. the next morning, so just be back in time for that. I go, okay, cool. So we go to the hotel, we make like one turn, and all of a sudden we're in the center of the city, and there's a Christmas market. And I had never seen a Christmas market before. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what to expect it. And I just kind of blindly tried Gluevine, because it sounded cool. Yeah. And it was my very first experience with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's like me and a whole bunch of Americans. Most of them are like baby airmen that are like 19 years old. I was a whole 20 or 21 at that time. Um, yeah, I think you yeah, just, we just turned like, 21. Around. Just turned 21, like two weeks before. And yeah, and I still have the cup from that. Like that was my first one that I bought the cup and I kept it. And I put all my little glue vine mugs up on my mantle yeah. every winter now. That's how I decorate. And I, that's like one of the first ones I unwrapped. I was like, oh, that was so sweet. I love that. Oh, that was a good one. My second favorite one, I can't remember. I think you were with me, but maybe not. Probably. We... Spent a day just doing some of the smaller Christmas markets on the Mosul River. Yes, that was and me. there was it was one me and, couple, and one other couple. There was one that was underground in like the yes. wine cellar. Traban Traban Trabak. Traban Trabak. Yes, and we went there, and it's like you have to go down these like Do stairs the underground, cellar, yeah. and there's all these big like wine cellars, these huge wine barrels, and you finally come out into an open area, and that's where all the vendors and stuff are. And it was just, like, a really cool experience because, yeah. you know, you go to so many of them, but it was nice to see something, like, completely different. Yeah, it was a fresh breath so. of air. It was. Also, along with that same trip that we did, we also mm-hmm. found that one that was, like, cat-themed. <gasps> yes. It was, Katzen- like, black. No, it wasn't Katzenberg. What what town was that? I Ugh, It was by Burncastle. Yeah, it was, down, it was down in the area. Yeah. But it was, I I just remember, like, we were all so excited. We're like, let's do all these cats. This is cool, Yeah, there's cats everywhere. What is this? It was um, Zell. Zell? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. I remember Traban Chabak, but I could not remember the Zell. Zellomzi. I would have to say some of my favorite memories or, like, moments. Obviously, like I said, I... Our very first market, or I'm pretty sure, like, our very first or second to first one was when our landlords took us to one, and they wanted to show us their favorite one. And that was mm-hmm. really sweet, because they were explaining it all from their perspective as well. Yeah. So we got, like, a lot of the stories of, like, oh, this is the reason why this is this, and this and this. And, like, it was nice. And they were like, oh, have you had Gluevine yet? Oh, we got to get you guys a mug and try it. Yeah. And it was nice, because, like, they drove, too. So, like, we didn't have to worry about, like, trying to find parking, or where do we go, and how do right. we find they this? Right, know. It was just so nice. Um, trying to think of like other really fun moments. Like, oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. We went for many many years, and every single year we always found several different new ones or checked out new ones. I'd probably have to say like one of my favorite memories or like one of my favorite moments was I think it was me, you, and Sean all went to the Christmas market, which was like the cologne one. And I remember one of my favorite moments was like me and you just hopping to vendor to vendor trying everything and like. I would get a bite of something. I'd hand it to you. We would just swap it all around. We're like, oh, but try this. Oh, you got to try a bite of this. And like, I'm pretty sure I have a really fun picture, which will probably be put up for Christmas, is Perry holding this like 
big stick of like meat and <laughs> the meat. look on her face was just pure joy of like a child's joy so shannon so yeah you've been to dozens of these christmas markets do you have any pro tips for anybody that's going to go for their first time Okay, so um, definitely dress accordingly. Look at the weather, mm-hmm. see what is projected. If it's going to rain, still go. Just wear something that's yeah. water repellent, if not wears a hood. Because I think there's several times that me and you went and it was raining. Oh, yeah. Doesn't and we matter. just didn't care. The Germans say there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. Exactly. Like, that's one thing. Like, actually, one of the best tips we got when we first got here, because someone was still driving us around, which shows it was, like, within the first two weeks we were there. Mm-hmm. someone flat out told me and told my husband don't ever let the weather stop what you're planning to do like they're like unless it is like a nasty storm right. excuse me to the point where you can't even leave the house safely go out and do it he's like if it's raining go do it he's like if you wait for a good day of weather you are never going to do anything here and that's something i really right. want to encourage don't let the weather stop you so mm-hmm. if it's raining still go um bring a backpack that is something i think i learned after the first year of getting too many christmas mugs and trying to put them in itty bitty purses because unless you go and buy a bag which is not a normal thing to try to find like to Mm -hmm. go grab bring a backpack and just bring maybe an additional rag or two that you can kind of stuff in the mugs so if they're a little like have a little residue in it you can just stick it in so it doesn't get all over the place Another thing is bring Euro. Please do not mm-hmm. bank on people having card readers. That is another huge thing that we were told when we first got to Europe. Do not bank on anyone ever having card readers. And also don't always bank on the ATMs being full of money. There's a very good chance if it's prime season of something, the ATMs will probably be low if not empty. So please stack up ahead of time. It does not hurt you. And have Euro for parking. That's oh, my pair yeah, tips. That too. Thank you for and my bathrooms. TED talk. <laughs> Carrie, what do you think? Did I miss anything? Um, Yeah, just I guess my only pro tip would be, you know, you're going to pay a lot of money for the mug, depending on where you go. It could be five euro. Um, Same thing if you go to like a pig fest or a wine fest, you're going to have to spend the additional five euro for the mug. So uh, be prepared to pay a lot more money for your stuff up front. Um, And I guess that's really it. That's my, my only pro tip. You know, dress warm and just don't be afraid to try new things because I went in blindly and it worked out really well for me. I mean, there's several times we look at stuff where, like, we don't know what this tastes like. We still bought it anyway and tried it. Like, those, what was it? Those, like, flatbreads in, like, I think the Traban Trabac area. They almost, like, were, like, flatbread pizzas. Yeah, Flamkuchen. I guess, yeah. I don't know. There's many different words for many different things. Yeah, yeah, those are good. So, So, yeah, definitely Um, try everything. But yeah, that's that's our wrap for Christmas markets. To any of our friends over in Germany, please go have some Glühwein for us. We're we're missing it. Send us some pictures <laughs> if please. you're over there. Yes. Um, and as a reminder, this is technically our bonus episode of season two, um, and our season three episode number one will be coming out on the fifth. So one week from today instead of our usual two weeks. Nope, sorry. So three weeks from today instead of our usual two weeks because we're taking a break for the holidays. We're entitled to spend some time with our families and take a little bit of break. Keep in mind, we already have a lot of things brewing for season three. So if you have any suggestions for future topics, we would still love to hear them. We want them. Um, Send them over via DM on Instagram. You can comment on any one of our posts. We'll take note of that because both of us check it rather frequently. Um, yeah, don't ever hesitate. And also, also huge thing. 
please, if you're listening to us on Apple, please take the time and just give us a quick review. It helps the algorithm. It helps us a lot. We are not monetized, so any little bit of rating or anything can definitely assist us with the algorithms and the computers to do what they're supposed to do and help push us a little bit further, a little bit further out there. Because um, I can't believe this, Perry. By the time this is out there, we'll be embarking almost on our one-year anniversary of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, one year. I got a little shivers thinking about that. I know, right? We did it. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. <laughs> Some days were questionable, but we're here now. Yeah, some days I was finishing the podcast midnight the day of. But, you know, details, details. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Wishing you all happy yes. Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate, yes. whatever holiday you celebrate. Happy holidays, for sure. Yeah. All right. And we'll talk to you all next season. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to P.S. We Have Orders podcast. If you ever want to reach out to us, you most definitely can. You can find us over at Instagram at P.S. We Have Orders podcast. Also, we have a Gmail that is P.S. We Have Orders podcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to leave us a review, feedback, or even any ideas for future episodes, please let us know. If you're listening to us on an app that allows you to leave us a review, please do. It helps us out a lot. Thank you for listening again. Bye.